brought to you by the Center for the Arts of Greater Lapeer. The PIX podcast showcases the best of the PIX Theater and Gallery 194's featured artists, musicians, and entertainers. We are the Center for All Things Art and Entertainment in Greater Lapeer. Here's your host, Jill Lynn Lyons. Welcome to the PIX podcast. Our guests today, plural, are Bob and Carl. Welcome, Bob and Carl. Hello, howdy. Good to have you here. Bob and Carl are going to be playing at the Picks as part of our Silver Series on March 16th at 2.30. And this is not the first time you've been at the Picks. If I remember correctly, you guys have been playing together a long time. Well, I think it's been 50 years now. We don't like to think about that. (laughs) Somehow back in 1972, I, I think. Although we've known each other for longer. I, I still have a hard time with the 70s being 50 years ago. So you met in high school? We met in fourth grade, Clinton Valley Elementary School, part of the Chippewa Valley School District. Were you playing instruments back then? Not till fifth grade. No, I was playing hooky back then. <laughs> in, fifth grade, in fifth grade, they started in band there, and I started playing a trombone. and I played the trumpet. So as we did that oh. all school, and we... Around when we were juniors in high school, we decided to play other instruments, guitars, because playing the trumpet and the trombone didn't weren't really chick magnets. So I was just gonna say it's easier to pick up girls with a guitar. But the first job that we did play in 72, we were part of a horn section for a, a band in Mount Clums at the time that was called the ID. And we played an outdoor festival, uh, outdoor happening back then. That was our first job. Was it like a Chicago-type band with a horn section? Not nearly that good. It was a rock and roll band that decided to add a a couple horns to make a few songs more interesting. But we couldn't compare ourselves to Chicago, although they were popular back then. Yeah, well, aren't they the ones that introduced horns to to that genre of music? I think you're correct on that. I think so. I think so. So this has been quite the journey then musically for both of you. Yeah, it's, it's, again, we our bass was uh, symphonic, playing in, in band, in school bands, and I played a little bit in the symphony, and I think Carl did two at a time. We did that a long time and got immersed in music that way. We Neither one of us ever were in choir and learned to sing properly, but we kind of just did it out of happenstance. But uh that's far. The musical roots uh, went way back to symphonic music. So have you been a duo for that whole time or did you have a bigger band at one point? Well, it was pretty much a four piece rock and roll band as we were in for a while. And then we realized the two of us could split off and get a few jobs on our own and do things a little different, you know, more acoustically. And then that developed into the thing we stuck with over the years because the other guys didn't play any longer and the technology has changed to allow two guys to sound like more than two guys. It's true. It was. We, in the 80s, early 80s, we were playing rock and roll music at a place called the Wooden Nickel down in 10 Mile. And we played there for a couple months, like every Friday, Saturday. And, you know, it was it was Saturday night and the owner came up to us and he said, well, you know, next weekend is St. Patrick's Day next Saturday night. So, of course, you guys play Irish music, don't don't you? We said, sure, we do. My mother had a friend who would go to Irish 
bars and she actually gave me a cassette that she had recorded of live music, which had like seven Irish songs on it, which were hard to hear, but you could you could pick it out. And we learned about seven songs for that first St. Patrick's Day and then fell in love with that kind of music and have loved it when we get a chance to play Irish music uh, ever since. Well, that's fantastic. I fell in love with Irish music at a bar as well. So <laughs> there is something about it. I don't know if it's an uh, ancestral thing, but there's just something about Irish music that that it just it gets you gets your feet going and uh, you can't help but love it. And if, if you're thinking of coming out to the show, then that's what we do. We kind of do the Irish pub thing where you get to sing along, you get to clap your hands, you get to just have fun. A few of them, we'll do songs that have the nice, beautiful melodies too, a few of those, but it's <laughs> it's just about coming out and, and having a good time. We don't do ever we don't do any river dancing, play fiddles and throw our long hair around. So <laughs> we try to get the audience involved and help us singing the songs. Oh good. And I you're going to play some for us now? Well, here's a, something you might help us sing. He whistled and he sang to the green woods red. And he won the hearts of the lady. He whistled and gypsy rode over the hills. To the valley so shady She whistled and he sang To the green woods rang And he won the hearts of the lady Very nice help with that. <laughs> I honestly didn't know that song That's very nice well, You have a little more for us? That, that you went to and and listen to Irish music. It was when I was living in Milwaukee, oh. and it was a uh, Irish pub that was in the bottom half of a house. There was a flat above where the family lived, and then the the lower floor had been turned into a bar. And it was one of those places where you had to be careful because there were some holes in the floor from mm -hmm. so much foot stomping and. And was run by a family that had uh, immigrated from Ireland. And you're going to ask me the name and I cannot remember. I think it was the Shamrock, but I'm not 100% positive on that. But then there's a huge Irish festival in Milwaukee as well. But the first taste came from that little, that little neighborhood pub and some of the best times ever. And it's just like you said, stomping your feet and clapping along. Well, maybe you heard a little bit of this one there. Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. My father, he was orange, and me mother, she was green. Oh, me father was an Ulster man, proud Protestant was he. Me mother was a Catholic girl from County Cork, was she. Who had married into churches and lived happily enough. Till the day that I was born and things got rather rough Oh, it is the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen Nick father, he was orange and me mother, she was green <laughs> No, I haven't heard that one, but I like it. I like it. Now, are these some of the first ones that you learned from that, that recording long ago? I think that one definitely is. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you expanded your repertoire from there. Well, we're up to about 80 or 90 Irish songs, I think, if we really, you know, have the opportunity to play. Of course, we're only going to be there for an hour or so. And you have to remember, back in the 80s, these songs were not easy to find. Not like you could go on Spotify now and just look up Irish music and get 200 suggestions. So we spent a lot of time in the old record stores, if you remember that. They always had a yes. back for Irish music, and we would buy those for a dollar or two and then take them home try to learn them on a turntable which again is an interesting way to do things it was very difficult back then but now it's easy i used to listen to jp mccarthy's show and he always had the irish mm-hmm. rovers and they would do some great songs i do remember the irish rovers now that you mentioned that yeah i remember wjr my dad used to listen to that they did the one with long humpty back camels Mm-hmm. What's that song? I can't... When the earth was green, there's more kinds of animals than you've ever seen. Yeah. They run around free while the earth was being born. The loveliest of all was the unicorn. There was green alligators and long neckies, some empty back cows and some fancy. There were cats and rats and elephants, but choose your bone. The loveliest of all was the unicorn. <laughs> That's we, the one, yes. We go see the Irish Rovers every year. They'd come to the, the Macomb Theater down there, yeah, around where we live. And we'd have an outing and, and, and go watch them play. And that's kind of what we model our show after. Those guys were fun to watch. They were gr- very good musicians. Yeah. Great entertainers. And the songs were just, it was just a fun evening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, have you been to Ireland, either of you? Well, I'll tell you about Carl. Carl's probably been everywhere in the world, except Ireland. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, <laughs> it's always near the top of uh, my wife and I's list to visit, and but somehow we haven't quite gotten there yet. You know, of course, the last few years have been difficult to travel, so oh, yeah. it's still near the top of our list, and I, I've heard nothing but good things about the people and the places that you see in Ireland. It's true. I haven't traveled very much at all, but I have a friend from Ireland. So it's the one place I have been (laughs) and highly, highly recommend it. But I also recommend going out to the smaller towns in and around. Dublin's okay, but if you really want to meet Irish people, (laughs) it seems like they're not in Dublin. (laughs) Okay. Good advice. Well, I kept, I was asking for directions. I got lost, turned around in Dublin. And everyone I asked on the street was not Irish, so <laughs> it was not from Ireland. Or were they helpful? No, they also did not know <laughs> who they were. <laughs> but yeah, met some wonderful people and some wonderful pubs with some wonderful music. And speaking of the music, a, a lot of when, of course, I'm part Irish and Carl's mostly German. And uh, oh, there's a cultural difference when, when you, we, even when we went to learn the music and learning the songs, when you hear a song that you wanted to learn, then you go and try and research it. There was always about eight different versions, all with different words, all different, you know, the lyrics are different. Sometimes the melody is different, but it's pretty much the same song. And it's, it really uh, forced us, not forced us, but gave us the opportunity to learn a lot about the Irish culture 
what the different phrases meant, what the words meant, what, what they implied in the songs. And it's very interesting that way. Turns uh, out they like to drink a lot and they get in fights. We, but, had, uh, no, we had no idea. No. <laughs> and every song that we learned, the Irish ship song, the ship ends up at the bottom. <laughs> ends, up, ends up sinking. Everyone. <laughs> I guess that's true. I never thought of it. Well, I would think the origins being what they are, that there would be certain regionalisms or or certain from the different counties in Ireland. Is that what you found? Each county has a different version. Right. Right. Yes. It, that makes it, sense. Uh, it was early. I, I think the first time, the very first time that we saw the Irish Rovers, they had a gal that opened for them and came out and did a song. And we both loved the song. But we only heard it the one time. We didn't know the name of it. We didn't know. We knew kind of what it was about. But we, we didn't know the name. It was way before the Internet. So we would, it was probably another 20 years before we were able to learn the song, figure out what it was, who did it, and, and learn the song. And it was just, it's a different world. <laughs> wow. What song was that, do you? The song called The Old Dun Cow, which is the name of a pub that burned down. And it's a kind of an audience participation song. And if you want to hear it, you have to come to the show. Okay. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> I'm going to be here. So that's not a problem. You got to bring your Irish friend. <laughs> He's still in Ireland. <laughs> gotcha. And the only song that I can, I'm not good with remembering names or anything like that when it comes to songs, but the one that always was played every time I was ever at that little Irish pub was Whiskey in the Jar. Did mm -hmm. you find there were a bunch of different versions of, of that particular song? Yes, there are. I have to find my version. <laughs> I was going over the far pink Cary Mountains Met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting First produced my pistol, then produced my rig Say stand and deliver for your horrible deceiver Must you ring him a durum and a Whack for the daddy-o Whack for the daddy-o There's a whiskey in the jar Must you ring him a durum and a Back for the Danny O, back for the Danny O, there's whiskey in the jar. Awesome. Most of the difference in that one is not the verses, it's how they do the chorus, and there's certain clap-along parts that everybody does a little bit different. The the stomping and the... Yeah. Yeah. Probably as long as put a lot of holes in the floor. That, yeah, that absolutely. That's what put the holes in the floor. <laughs> and... That was usually because your hand had a mug of, of an adult beverage in it of some sort. Well, here's a fun one that, you know, when people think about Irish music, a lot of them think, of course, about the accordion. And, and a lot of them think about think of the bagpipes. I mean, we always have bagpipers. One of the things that we do also is some music with an Irish whistle, a tin whistle, flag that. Some.
it's goodbye Mershon Durkin, sir, I'm sick and tired of working, I'm a tired of a digging, Brady's and I'm tired of being poor, this shows my name is Kearney, I'll be out to California, and instead of digging Brady's, I'll be digging lumps of gold. Yay! Awesome! I am so excited, and I have to wait almost two weeks until you're going to be here. Oh, it'll go quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Because we love to play Irish music, but we don't get a chance to do it very often. You know, only once a year, a couple times, because there's just not that many Irish pubs. We we played McCarthy's Party down in Detroit, and we played the Cowleys in Farmington, uh, a lot of the big Irish places, but. It's a long way for us to drive and play during the weekend and things like that. So we're excited to get to do it even once a year. Plus, we're waiting three years now to get back to the picks. I think we've. Um, this is true. <laughs> we're, looking, we're looking forward to it. Hope people come on out and uh, spend an hour singing along with us. I'll admit it might be a little different. I think it's going to be the first time that sitting listening to Irish music without an adult beverage, but. Who knows? Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> well, we won't encourage people to sneak a flask in or anything like that. So. <laughs> no, no. We'll help them out somehow. <laughs> Do you have one more for us? And sure. we'll remind everybody that the show is on March 16th at 2.30 at the Picks, And you can get your tickets by calling 810-664-4824. And I'm going to let you play us out. Thank you so much for doing this this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Our honor, that's for sure. Thank you for having us. And if you come to the show, we hope we leave you with a song in your head, a silly song in your head when you leave, and it might be this one. Here I am from Paddy's Alanda, land of high renown. I wrote the hearts of all the girls from Eyes Rock 80 down. And when they hear the tango while they raise a hullabaloo, Hear about that handsome lad that they call O'Donoghue. Oh, I'm the boy to please her, and I'm the boy to squeeze her. I'm the boy that can tease her, how can I tell you what I'll do? I'll court her like an Irishman with me broken blarney to his knee. Time with your elegant, smalligan, elegant, mulligan, bold O'Donoghue. Hey! Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Picks Podcast. To learn more about upcoming shows and events, visit www.centerforthearts.lapeer.org.